Okay, so we're going to pick it up from Dafdalid, the uh, end of the first line. What we have here is a machloikis between the Rabbonon and Rav Shimon. If a Nazir accepts only partial uh, part of the restrictions, does he become a full Nazir? So if a Nazir says, I'm not going to drink wine, I'm a Nazir from not drinking wine, the Rabbonon said, then you're a full Nazir. Rav Shimon disagrees. So we were going through the Psukim. The Rav Shimon source is because it says, Mikol Asher Yase Megefen Mikol means that it's inclusive, that he has to accept everything, and then it goes into Chatzone, Matzog, from seeds to skin. So you have to include everything. The Rabbonin say, no, their source is Miyayin V'Sheikha Yazir, that from new and aged wine, which implies, um, meaning the wine is already is already usher because the Pasuk says, Mikol Asher Yishter, from Mikol Yayin V'Sheikha. So why does he have to say from new and aged wine? It's to tell you, that even if you're just mazer yourself from just one type of wine, that's effective. Okay. The Gemara then said, Rav Shimon, what does he do? Yayin b'sheicher yazer. What does he do with that pasuk? So the Gemara says, it was to say that a nazir is not allowed to drink yayin of a mitzvah. So the Gemara says, what's yayin of a mitzvah? So we said, Havdalah and Kiddush. And the problem is, b'chimushba mo'imid Sinai, the top of the line of Daftalit. The go with Tysis is girsa. Yayin of Kiddush and Havdalah is only rabbinic. You don't need a Pasuk to tell me that he's not allowed to drink something that's only rabbinically obligated, meaning he's not allowed to drink any wine. There's a special Pasuk that tells you that not only is he not allowed to drink any wine, he's not even allowed to drink Havdalah wine and Kiddush wine. Havdalah wine and Kiddush wine are, are Mrs. Darabonah. On a biblical level, you don't have to drink it. Do you think the Torah has to tell me that he's not allowed to, to do it, even though it's a mitzvah, when it's only a rabbinic mitzvah? It doesn't exist on a biblical level. The Torah should not have to talk about it. So the Gemara says, okay. Allah Kihad Amarava Rava says, Shavu the case that Rav Shimon believes the Pasuk is asering by a yayin of mitzvah is not Kiddush and Havdalah, rather the yayin of mitzvah is the following situation. A person says, I swear I'm going to drink wine. So now he has a mitzvah to drink that wine because he made a nether. And then right after saying that he's going to drink wine, rendering that wine a mitzvah to fulfill his nether, he then said, I swear I'm going to be a nazir. So, the halacha is that naziris um, takes effect on the shvuah. So the point is, if a person makes a nether that he's not going to drink, that he's going to drink wine, so it becomes a mitzvah, and then he says he's a nazir, he's not allowed to drink the wine. The question is, the Rabbanan also should need to use this Pasuk for that. So how do they use the Pasuk to tell you that if you make yourself a Nazir from only one aspect of Naziris, it's valid, but they should use the Pasuk to tell you that you're not allowed to drink the wine in the scenario where you made a Shavuot. So the Gemara says, The answer is, they learn that out from the word yayin. The word sheicher teaches you that even if you only abstain from one, you make a naziris to abstain from one thing, it's a valid nazir. So they learn it, uh, each one from a different word. So the Gemara says, Rav Shimon, so according to Rav Shimon, what, what does he do with the word sheicher? Again, the word yayin is teaching us that if a person made a neder to drink wine, rendering the wine a mitzvah, and then he made himself a nazir, he's not allowed to drink the mitzvah wine. That's what the word yayin teaches you. What does the word sheicher teach you? So the Rabbanon say sheicher is to tell you that even if you just abstain from sheicher, because again, the Pasuk already said that anything that comes from grapes is aser. That would include yayin v'sheicher, all, all grape juice and grape wine. So what is the extra word sheicher? It's superfluous. The Rabbanon say it's to tell you 
It's to tell you that that um, if you just make yourself asr from one thing, you're asr, you become a nazar. Rav Shimon disagrees, what does he do with the word sheikher? Rav Shimon, the time of the cause of sheikher, 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 The word sheikher over here is to teach you regarding the isr of a kayan entering the Beis Hamikdash when he's drunk. The Beis I'll tell you outside. The Pasuk says sheikher over here, and it says sheikher by a nazar, and it says sheikher by entering the Beis Hamikdash uh, uh, drunk. And it's to tell you just like by a nazir, the iser is only wine, right? There's no iser for a nazir to have schnapps or vodka or scotch. He's allowed to drink those alcoholic properties. So to the iser of a kain entering the Beis Hamikdash, drunk, it's dafka if he drank wine and became drunk. But if he became drunk through any other alcohol, he is not over an iser. Because we learn it out, um, the iser of entering the Mikdash, the word sheicher, is learned out from the sheicher of a nazir. It's only usher for a nazir to drink wine of grapes, but he's allowed to drink other alcoholic beverages. So to the iser of entering the base There's only an iser of a kayan entering the base drunk if he drank wine. So the Gemara says, now this, right now this statement, that it's mutter for a kayan to enter the base drunk if it's not wine, uh, you're not over an iser. It's not like Rabbi Yehuda. If someone ate pressed figs from Kilo, which apparently were intoxicating, they had some sort of alcoholic property. Or he drank honey or milk. Milk back then used to have alcoholic properties. Either the milk changed or it made you drowsy, which had the same effect of alcohol. You see, Rabbi Yehuda does, holds it doesn't have to just be wine. Any alcoholic properties is also for a kayan, and he doesn't hold to this drasha. So the Gemara says, Iba one more answer. Rav Shimon Rav Shimon does not believe of Isr Chalal Isr. Now, what is Isr Chalal Isr? Isr Chalal Isr means you have something that's already Isr, and then there's another Isr that, that would take effect. Does the already second Isr take effect? Rav Shimon Shita is Ein Isr Chalal Isr in general. Titania, as the Brysa says, Rav Shimon Aymer, If you eat non kosher meat on Yom Kippur, so Yom Kippur, it's already Isr because it's Yom Kippur. The question is, am I also Isr for eating non kosher? So that would be an Isr Chalal Isr, two Isrim on the same item. Rishimin says Potter. Rishimin says you Potter from bringing a uh, a car uh, from bringing a carbon for Nevela. Now, I'm sorry. It's already Nevela. Therefore, the Isser of Yom Kippur does not take effect. Now, so what's the point of this Gemara? We had a Shaila before. What does Rishimin do with the word Sheicher, wine? So the Rabbanon use it to tell you that even if you make yourself a Nazir from one thing, you're a Nazir Legamri. What does Rav do with it? The answer is, Rav Shimon generally holds in Isr Chal Isr. However, Nazir is the exception. And the way he knows that it's the exception is from the word Sheikha. The word Sheikha tells you that you could be Asr for wine, aged wine, even if it was already Asr. I'll give you an example. You have wine that you made in Nether. I swear I'm not going to drink this wine. So that wine's already Asr to you. Then you become a Nazir. If you drink that wine, you're over to Isurim. And that's learned out from the word Sheikha. So that's how Rav Shim does it. The Sheikha is to tell you that in general, in Isr Chal Isr, and Isr does not take effect on another Isr, except regarding a Naziris. The question is, what do the Rabbanan do with Rav Shimon's source? Again, Rav Shimon's source that you have to accept all the laws of Naziris is Mikol from all things, from anything made of the grapevine that 
to tell you that um, that you're only usher if you accept all things. So what do the Rabbanon do with that? The 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 Rabbanon say we use that to tell you not to tell you they have to accept all uh, of the prohibitions to be a nazir, but rather to tell you that if a person uh, we know that there's a minimum amount a minimum amount to be punished. Well, the prohibition of, of for a Nazar to drink wine and to eat grapes is lashes. Now, the Gemara is assuming, and that's the Rabbanu Shita, that in order to be over lashes, you have to eat a Kezayis in olives worth. So the Gemara is saying, the Rabbanan are saying, the word Mekoshayasa tells you that all grape products combine. So let's say if you have a half of an olives worth of wine, and a half of grape seeds, and a half of olive oil, of grape skins, they're mitzaref together. So that's what they do with the Pasuk. Mikol Shayas, I tell you that, that all, the, uh, all the different materials uh, combine together regarding the Isser of Nazar. Rev Shimon, what does Rev Shimon do with that? Because he already used the Pasuk to tell you that you have to accept all forms of Naziris to be Asers and Nazar. What, how does he know this halacha? The answer is he doesn't hold to this halacha. Less late Sirif, he holds that you don't have to combine for Nazir. The Tanya, Rev Shimon, Oymer, Kol Shahu Lamakis, Leomer Kazayis, Leonin Carbon. The Rabbanon sheet, the Rav Shimon sheet is. Again, what's the prohibition by by a nazir? For a nazir, right? There's always there's lashes, and usually if something that is punishable by kares, if you're done accidentally, you did bring a carbon. Nazir only has a punishment if you, for drinking wine, only has lashes. The rabbanon say, well, okay. So how much lash? How much do you have to consume to be over lashes? A kezayis, and all of these are mitzvahs together. Rav Shimon disagrees. He says the whole concept of a kezayis is only needed for a carbon lashes. You're also even on a minuscule amount. So Rav Shimon doesn't believe that there's a combination. You don't have to combine grape skins and grape seeds because you're usher, you're going to get lashes on the tiny minute amount. Rav Shimon believes there's only obligation to be mitzvah together, there's only a concept mitzvah together for a carbon. But you're not dealing with an iser carbon, you're dealing with lashes. And because there's no iser carbon anyway, it's just dealing with lashes, then you're going to be over, you're going to be punished on a tiny amount. You don't have to be mitzvah together. So Rabbanon feel that the punishment of lashes is a kezayis, and therefore you need to be mitzvah together. Rav Shimon disagrees. He says, no, the punishment of lashes is even a minute amount. And therefore, you don't need to be mitzvah together. Okay. New Mishnah. Now, there's a concept called Nazir Shimshin, which is that if you accept to be the Nazir Shimshin, uh, there are certain halachas. You're basically a Nazir your whole life. Uh, and we'll see in the next Mishnah um, the stringencies of it. Now, the Mishnah explains in this Mishnah, Hareni Kishimshin. If a person says, I am like Shimshin, and the Gemara is going to explain it doesn't mean or like Ben Noach, which is Shimshin. Shimshin was Shimshin Ben Menoach. But if you say, I am like Shimshin, and I am like the son of Menoach, yes, they both, and I'm like the husband of Delilah, if you say all three, then then you're a Nazar of Shimshin. Or, so if you have to say all those three together, then you're a Nazar of Shimshin. Or, if you say, I'm like the person who tore out the gates of Gaza, which is Shimshin, that's an invalid uh, expression. Or, if you say, I'm like the person that the Pelishim gouged out his eyes, so those are the three ways to Menaz Shimshin. You could either say the first three statements, you could either say, so the Gemara says, the Gemara explains, why do you need to say the first three statements together to be an Azar Shimshin, which is, 
Harini Kashimshin Kibben Menoach Kibbal Delilah. So Gemara says, it's very simple. You need it. Because if all you said was like, I am like Shimshin, Havamina, Shimshin Akrina. Who says you are the Shimshin, the biblical Shimshin? Maybe you're just saying, I'm like my friend Shimshin. Kamash Malinka Ben Menoch. That's what you have to say. No, I'm like Shimshin, the son of Menoch. Vitanika Ben Menoch. Now, if you just said, I'm like Shimshin, the son of Menoch, have him in the Ikadimiskariach. Maybe there's a guy in your neighborhood named Shimshin Ben Menoch, and he's saying, I'm like him, not that you're accepting a form of his ears. Kamash Malinka Bal Delilah. Commission Ikriplishim is saying, once you say, I'm like Shimshin. The son, of, the son of Manoach, the wife of Delilah, oh, that's a form of a Naziris of Shimshon. Now, the next Mishnah says, we know that there's a Nazir, you could be a Nazir for a short time period, then you could be a Nazir of Shimshon, which is a Nazir your whole life. Now, there's another form of Naziris, which is called Nazir Oilam, a permanent Nazir. Now, Nazir Shimshon and Nazir Oilam are both Naziris that have no end, they go for your entire life. So what's the difference? Mabe Nazir Oilam and Nazir Shimshon, what's the difference between a permanent Nazir and the Gemara is going to clarify, I never heard of this permanent Nazir. Shouldn't the Mishnah say there's a thing called a permanent Nazir before we start talking about it? Just from a syntax perspective, the Gemara is going to amend that. But the, the, the Mishnah says, Mabe Nazir Oilam Nazir Shimshon. What's the difference between a permanent Nazir and a Shimshon Nazir? So Nazir Oilam Hichbit Sairei, the halach is like this. If you're a permanent Nazir, then if your hair gets very, very long, Mekel Batar, if it gets too long, you could trim it lightly with a razor, Obviously not against the skin, but you could trim the ends with a razor. Now, so you are allowed to trim if it gets too unwielding. We'll see exactly how, how often that is. Well, maybe shalosh behemoths. But you have to bring three behemoths as a carbon when you trim. Now, I guess you could... Tr- We'll see. You're you're allowed to trim fairly often, according to one opinion of the Gemara, as we'll see in tomorrow's daf. That's what tomorrow deals with. But you'd have to bring three carbonas every single time, so you got to know whether it's worth it. Now, the imnitma maybe carbon tuma. And if you become tame, nazir oilam is not to become tame like any other nazir. And if he becomes tame, then he brings a carbon like any other nazir. So the only kula for nazir oilam is that he's allowed to trim his hair when it gets unwieldy, but he has to bring a carbon. Nazir shimshin is the opposite. Hichbit seiroi enemegel. A nazir shimshin is never allowed to trim his hair. But im nitma maybe carbon tuma. But if he becomes tame, he doesn't have to bring a carbon. Now the Gemara is gonna say that that kind of sounds like he's not allowed to become tame. It just means he doesn't bring a carbon. That's not true. Um, it's just written funny. But really, another shimshin is not allowed to cut his hair, but he's allowed to contaminate to, to, to dead people, and it's modeled after shimshin. Shimshin himself was never allowed to cut his hair, but he did go to battle and he did kill plishtim, and he was contaminating to them. So therefore, another oilim is allowed to trim his hair, but not allowed to be contaminated. Another shimshin is allowed to contaminate, but not allowed to cut his hair. So the Gemara says, Nazar Oilam and the Karshme. The Mishnah just starts saying, What's the difference between Nazar Shimshon, Nazar Oilam, permanent Nazar? Shouldn't you, what, what, shouldn't, you, shouldn't you tell me that there's a thing called a, a, a permanent Nazar? Like they're just like, it's coming out of, it's like out of left field. So the Gemara says, You're right. The Mishnah is missing words, and this is how it should read. If someone says, I am a permanent Nazar, you're a permanent Nazar. And now that we mentioned Nazar Shimshon and Nazar Oilam, Mabi Nazar Oilam and Nazar Shimshon. What's the difference between a permanent nazir and a shimshon nazir? So nazir oilam hich betzayir make a betam maybe shalosh to behemis maybe vimnit maybe carbon tuma nazir shimshon hich betzayir ina make a betar go to the next page vina maybe carbon tuma and that was just the rest of the mishnah as we had. Now the mishnah said that a nazir shimshon. If he becomes Tameh, he does not have to bring a carbon. So the Gemara deduces, carbon who that Mishnah says that if a Nazir Shimshin becomes Tameh, he doesn't have to bring a carbon. That implies that he's not allowed to become Tameh. It just means if he becomes Tameh, he doesn't have to bring a carbon. And as I said in the Mishnah, that's not true. According to many Tanoim, if a 
Nazir Shimshin becomes Tameh, it's mutter for him to become Tameh. Not just he doesn't have to bring a carbon. So why does the, the Mishnah says he doesn't have to bring a carbon, which implies that it's Asr L'Chachila, but he doesn't have to bring a carbon. The problem is Mani Mas Nisan. Who is the author of our Mishnah? Loi Rav Yehuda or Loi Rav Shimon? It's not Rav Yehuda and it's not Rav Shimon. I learned this yesterday because I was I was up north um, and we passed by. I, I, probably, I don't know if I knew this before, but I definitely uh, remember it now. That um, we were passing by a kever and we went into Davin. It's on the side of the highway near the Tzvat, between Tzvat and Amuka. Uh, Rav Yehuda Bar Eloi. Rav Yehuda Bar Eloi is the standard Rav Yehuda. In Tanoic literature, so this Rabbi Yehuda is Rabbi Yehuda Bariloi. He's the Talmud Rabbi Yehuda Ben Baba. Um, okay, so the Gemara says Rabbi Yehuda Oimer knows Shimshin. Again, we have in our Mishnah. It sounds like that a Nazir Shimshin is not allowed to contaminate, but if he does, he doesn't bring a carbon. The problem is nobody holds that way. You have Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimshin. I'll tell you outside. We'll see it inside. Rabbi Yehuda's shita is that a Nazir Shimshin is allowed to contaminate lechachila. So our Mishnah doesn't sound like that, and it's not Rabbi Shimon because Rabbi Shimon doesn't believe that a Nazir Shimshin is a thing. Right, another Shimshin is you're basing your Naziris on Shimshin. Rav Shimon doesn't believe that that's, uh, that that's a thing. You have to base your Naziris on either saying you're a Nazir or base it on someone else who is a Nazir. But Nazir Shimshin, he feels, is not an acceptable thing, as the Gemara is going to elaborate. So who is our Mishnah like? It's not like Rav Yehuda and it's not like Rav Shimon. Because again, our Mishnah sounds like you're not allowed to contaminate, but if you did, you don't bring a card, but nobody holds that way. It's not Rav Shimon because Rav Shimon doesn't believe that Nazir Shimshin's a thing. Our Mishnah definitely does. And it's not Rav Yudah because Rav Yudah holds the Chachila you're allowed to contaminate. The Tanya Rav Yudah Oymer. Nazir Shimshin Mutalatam Lameisim. Nazir Shimshin is allowed the Chachila to contaminate. Shekim Atzin of Shimshin Shimshin because we find that Shimshin himself contaminated uh, with the Pelishtim as the Gemara is going to. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Um, but Rav Rav Shimon has a different opinion. I'm a Nazir Shimshin. If you say, I'm a Nazir Shimshin, it's not acceptable. Why? Because Shimshin never actually accepted Naziris upon himself. Shimshin's Naziris was divinely ordained by a Malach who met his parents. So, therefore, although you could say a standard form of Naziris, you could say I'm a Nazir, but saying I'm a Shimshin Nazir is not an option. You can't be a Shimshin Nazir. A Shimshin Nazir was never said. It was it was ordained by a by a by a it was ordained by a Malach. And therefore you can't say I'm a Shimshin Nazir. No, you're not. You're not a Shimshin Nazir. Okay. We'll we'll clarify this machlekas um, in a few moments. But anyways, the question of our, the Gemara says, Mani, so who's the author of our Mishnah, which implies that a Nazir Shimshin is Lechachila, not allowed to contaminate? But B'diyavah doesn't have to bring a carbon. E Rav Yehuda Amar Afi L'Chachila. Can't be Rav Yehuda because he says even L'Chachila knows that Shimshin is allowed to contaminate. Umasisa Ketani Yedidma. And our Mishnah makes it sound like it's only B'diyavah. But E Rav Shimon, it can't be Rav Shimon. Hamar L'Chai L'Nazir is Klal. Rav Shimon doesn't believe the whole Nazir Shimshin is a thing. So who's the author of our Mishnah? So the Gemara says, L'Oilam Rav Yehudi. Really our Mishnah is Rav Yehuda. And really, our Mishnah actually holds that a Nazir Shimshin is allowed to contaminate Lechachila. But because it had that Lashon regarding uh, Nazir Olam, it had the same Lashon by Nazir Shimshin. But really, the Mishnah actually holds that a Nazir Shimshin is allowed to contaminate Lechachila. Okay. So now we had a Machlaikas before whether Nazir Shimshin is a thing. So the Gemara wants to know what is the Machlaikas about? It seems to be it's based on the following machlekes. Now, this machlekes is about a bechar. Now, a bechar, a bechar is a firstborn animal, and it's um, automatically holy from the time that it's born. It's brought as a carbon. 
Now, what's unique about a Bechar is you don't have to declare it. Normally, when you want to bring a carbon, you have to say, this is an oila, this is a chatas. You don't have to say that by a Bechar. Now, maybe there's a mitzvah, there are to do it, but, but it, it's, it's essentially holy from its birth. So the question is like this. You have a loaf of bread, and you say, this bread is like a Bechar. Is that bread oser? We know that we've had throughout Masechus Nadarim that if you take a mutter item and you say it's like a carbon, it's a valid form of a nether. The question is, if I listen, if I said this this loaf of bread is like an oila, for sure valid, and it's an, and I can't eat the bread. If I say it's like a shlamim, machatas v'chulu, yes. The question is, if I said it's like a bechar, it's a machloikas. Harei like a bechar, Rav Yaakov Oisir, Rav Yosi Matu. It's a machloikas Rav Yaakov and Rav Yosi. So what's the machloikas about? My love. Rav Yudha, by the way, so what's the Machlaikas about? So it seems to be the Machlaikas between Rav Yaakov and Rav Yaisi is, if I want to make a neder, and I'm saying item A is like item B, and item B is prohibited, so item A is permitted, and I'm saying item A is like item B, the Machlaikas is, does item B, which is Aser, have to be something that was made Aser by a human, or could it be something that was Aser by Hashem? Meaning, I'm taking this loaf of bread, which is permitted, and I'm saying it's like a carbon, which is aser. Now, in general, carbonas are aser by human intervention. The machloika seems to be, what if I said this loaf of bread is also like a bechar? So Rav Yaakov says, it's aser, because a bechar is a carbon that's aser, and therefore this loaf of bread is like the carbon. I, the loaf of bread, I, the bechar, was aser without human intervention. Who cares? Rav Yaisi disagrees. He says, no, it's mutter. Why? Because he says that for item A to become Aser, you have to compare it to an item which is Aser, item B. But item B has to be Aser by human intervention. A Bechar is Aser automatically. So that seems to be the Machlaikas. So the Gemara says, perhaps that itself is the same Machlaikas regarding a Nazar Shimshon. Again, I'm saying I'm like a Nazar Shimshon. I'm like Shimshon. The question is, is that a valid form of a Nazar? Again, I'm a permitted person. I'm allowed to cut my hair, I'm allowed to drink wine. And I'm saying I'm like Shimshon, who is prohibited to do those things. Now, Shimshon never ordained himself. It was done by God. So the same way they have a machlaikas about whether if I say a loaf of bread is like a bachar, whether that's valid. And the machlaikas is, do we care about the fact that the bachar is inherently holy from birth and it's not human intervention? That seems to be the same machlaikas by another Shimshon. Shimshon was Aser from birth, not by human intervention. And therefore, if I say I'm a Nazar Shimshon, I'm like Shimshon, is, does that work? My lab, Rabbi Yehuda, who holds that a Nazar Shimshon is valid, Savalik Rav Yaakov, he holds like Rav Yaakov, that if I say a loaf of bread is like a Bechar, it's Aser. And you don't need item B to be Aser because of human intervention. As long as item B is Aser and item A is like it, then it's going to be a Nether or a Naziris. Rav Shimon and Rav Shimon, Savalik Rav And Rav Shimon who believes that there is no such thing as a Nazir Shimshon is because he holds like Rav Yossi, that for something to become Aser, it has to have been made by a human. Shimshon was not made by a human. The Bechar is not made by a human. That's the explanation. So where it says, no, perhaps the Machlekes is unrelated. It could be Rav Yaakov and Rav Yehuda. It could be Rav Yaakov and Rav Yehuda both hold that you need Davar Hanidr, meaning it could be this Machlekes by Nazir Shimshon is unrelated to Rav Yaakov and Rav Yehuda. And Rav Yaakov and Rav Yehuda both agree that you need, generally, for item A to become Aser, it has to be like an item B, which was made Aser by human intervention. So it could be both Rav Yaakov and Rav Yehuda would invalidate a Nazar Shimshon. They would not hold of a Nazar Shimshon. So what's the Machlokas about by Bechar? Shani Gabechar Dechsev Be'i 
L'Rabbis is a Bechor. The difference by a Bechor could be as very as follows. Let's assume right now that everyone agrees that for item A to become Aser, a loaf of bread, it has to be like item B, and like item B, and item B has to become Aser due to human intervention. So I totally understand why Rav Yossi holds that the loaf is not Aser when you compare it to a Bechor, because a Bechor is Aser by God, not by human intervention. What's Rav Yaakov Shita? It has nothing to do with Nazir. Everyone agrees that it has to have human intervention. Everyone agrees that Nazir Shimshon is not good, perhaps. The Machlekes is, regarding Nidarim, it says in the Pasuk, Ish Yidar Nidar La Hashem. The extra La Hashem is to include a Bechor. So it could be, in general, they hold that it's not valid. Rav Yaakov only holds that it's valid by Bechars because there's a special Pasuk, La Hashem, to include a Bechar. That's it. Meaning, this is the exception. In general, for item A to become Aser, it has to be compared to an item which is Aser through human intervention. And therefore, it could be everyone agrees Nazir Shimshin is not a thing because there was no human intervention. It was ordained by God. And the Machlekes is, the reason why Rav Yaakov holds that if you say a loaf of bread is like a Bechar, it's valid, is because the extra La Hashem is to include a Bechar. It's a Xeris HaKosav. I, Rav Yaisi, and what does Rav Yaisi do with the La Hashem? La Hashem miboy, the Rabbis Chatzos Vashem. He says La Hashem is to not include comparing a loaf of bread to a Bechar, because that does not make a nether. What it's doing is to compare a loaf of bread to a Chatas and a Nosham. If I say this loaf of bread is a Chatas, that's what it's, that's it's also, and that's learned out from Lashem. So Rav Yossi uses the word Lashem to say that if I make, the Lashem definitely implies that if I say a loaf of bread is like something, it's going to, it's a valid nether. Rav Yossi compares it to Chatas and Nosham. Rav Yudah compares it to a Bechar. So the Gemara explains Rav Yossi. So Rav Yossi would say, if you compare it to a Bechar, no good, but if you compare it to a Chathas and Hashem, it is good. What's the? Why do you assume one over the other? Why do they think, again, you can go either way. The word Lashem is inclusive. So Rav Yo- Yaakov feels it's including a Bechar. Rav Yossi says, no, it's not including a Bechar, it's including a Chathas and Hashem. Why does he include a Chathas and Hashem? So they say, it's very simple, a Chathas and Hashem is declared by people. You need to declare by people as opposed to Bechar, which is declared totally by God. Rav Yaakov, what does he do with that? Why, why, why doesn't he, isn't he bothered by the fact that Bechar is ordained by God? Even a Bechar, you're supposed to designate. The Tanya, as the Brayasa teaches, shall be Rebbe Amru. The Rabbanim of Rebbe's base Medrash said, Although it's holy automatically, there's a mitzvah to specifically say, this is my Bechar, Shenema Hazachar Taktish. So Rav Yaakov says, it's not ordained by God, it's human intervention also, because you're supposed to declare, this is my Bechar. What does Rav Yossi respond? Rav Yossi responds, it's very nice, there's a mitzvah to make it holy, a mitzvah to designate, it's very nice, but if you didn't, it's still holy, meaning, it's still automatically holy by God. You want to say there's an additional mitzvah to designate? Fine, but even if you didn't designate, it's still holy, and therefore it's not comparable to any other carbon, and therefore if you say a loaf of bread is like a bechar, Rav Yossi feels it is not a valid nether. Now, the Gemara says like this, um, we said that another Shimshon, according to Rav Shimon, is no good, because you're comparing, because he was ordained by Hashem, and we said that Bechar might be different because the extra La Hashem is to include a Bechar. The problem is by a ne- Nazar also it says La Hashem. Ish Kiyizar Nazar Lindar Nader Nazar La Hazir La Hashem. So why don't you say the same thing? Gabi Nazar Nami Yaksid La Hashem. Why don't you say the same thing that La Hashem is to include a Nazar Shimshon? Again, the word La Hashem is to include. 
Rav Shimon believes that if I say I'm a Nazir Shimshon, it's not good because Shimshon became a Nazir by God. Why don't you say the same thing? The word La Hashem is inclusive and it's including uh, Nazir Shimshon. So the Gemara says, no, we've had this Gemara before, it's a very famous Gemara. The word La Hashem is not to include a Nazir Shimshon, it's to tell you the type of Nazir you're supposed to be, which is La Shem Shemayim La Hashem. How we boil the Kitatanya, that word La Hashem is to include, is teaching you something else. Amr Shimon HaTzadik, Shimon HaTzadik one says, Oshem Tame. I never ate the Oshem of a Nazir who became Tame. The reason why is because we had a couple days ago, when a Nazir becomes Tame and he has to redo it, where he was afraid that he would regret it, and that would be like sort of like Hataras Nadarim, and therefore he's bringing a carbon that's unnecessary. So he never ate the carbon because he was always afraid that they would regret, and they weren't L'Shem Shemaim. Chutzmi Adam, except for one person, Sheba Alay. There was one Nazir who he was comfortable eating his carbon because he knew he was L'Shem Shemaim. Sheba Alay min Adarim, he came to me from the south, Yafei Naim Tevroi, that he had beautiful eyes and he was good looking because of Hesav Sturis Altatalim and his locks were in curls on his back. Amartiloy, I said, Beni, my son, Marois, Lashachis, Sar, Nazah, what led you to cut this hair off? Because when a Nazir is done to shave his head, he has to shave his head. So, why'd you, what, what led you to become a Nazir to shave your head? So, Roy, you see, I have a He said, I was a shepherd of my father in my town, and I went to draw water from the spring, and I saw my reflection of the water, and my Yitzhahara became very strong, and he wanted to send me in bad places. I said to my to the Yitzhahara, empty one. Why do you have gaiva for a world that's not yours? Eventually you're going to be worms and maggot food. I swear, I'm going to cut it off. So said, I got up and I kissed him on his forehead. And I said, to you, there should be more Nazirim like you in Israel. And the, such a person says, Ish linder nader, lazir lahazir lahashem. That's what a Nazir is supposed to be, lahashem. Okay. Now, just to finish this discussion, we said that a, the Shimshin never became a Nazir. He never declared himself a Nazir. He was a Nazir by a, by, by a Malach. But Shimshin loved Nazir who? Shimshin never became a Nazir by human Vavaksid. But doesn't the Pasuk say, Ki Nazir the lad shall be a Nazir from the womb, which implies that not, that Shimshin's father, Menoch, had to com- declare him. The Gemara says, no, Hasa Malach No, the Malach is not saying that he has to declare. The Malach is saying, you are a Nazar from the womb. It's a reality. It's not a choice. Okay. Now, we're not going to finish the daf because I'm going to save it for tomorrow. Um, no, no, we'll, yeah, actually, let's finish it. The Gemara says like this. We said before that a Nazir Shimshin is allowed to contaminate because Shimshin himself contaminated to the dead throughout the battles. How do I know from the Pasuk that Shimshin... Um, Got near dead bodies. So, attempt number one, it says in the Pasuk, the jaw of a donkey, Shimshin killed a thousand men. So that implies that he stabbed them. If you stab them, it means he's touching them, you're near them. So, Gemara says, no, how do you know that he stabbed them with the jaw of a donkey? Maybe he threw it like a boomerang and killed all of them, but he never got near them. So, how do you know that he actually contaminated that? Because the Pasuk says, Shimshin killed 30 men. And then he took their garments. He stripped them of their garments after they were dead. Obviously, he means he touched them. So the Gemara says, How do I know that he stripped them of their bodies after they were dead? Maybe he stripped them while they were alive and then killed them. Order the Pasuk is that he killed them and then he stripped them of their clothing, which means he came near them 
Uh, he came near them after they were dead to strip them. The Dilma Gais and Shavinu, maybe perhaps he stripped them while they were dying, but they weren't dead yet. So the Gemara says, you're right, there's no source in the Pasuk that knows that Shimshon contaminated, because each Pasuk you could finagle out. Gemara Gamerla, we have a tradition that Shimshon removed their garments after they had died, and therefore we know that he contaminated to the dead. Now, we said there's a concept called a permanent Nazir, and that a permanent Nazir is allowed to trim his hair if it gets too long. Nazir Oilam Hechaksiv, how do I know that a permanent Nazir is allowed to trim his hair? The Tanya, as the Braise says, Rebbe Oimer Rebbe says, Avshalom, Avshalom, the son of David, Nazir Oilam Hayab, he was a permanent Nazir. Shnemar, Vihimiketz Abraham Shana, it was the end of 40 years, Vihim Avshalom Allah Melech. Avshalom said to the king, El Chanov, Ashalom is Nidriya, Shnedatila, Bechevron, should I go and and pay back the vow that I made a chevron. Now, we're assuming that this vow he made was Nazir's sacrifices, meaning that Avshalom would cut his hair. Um, yeah, he would cut his hair, and he would have to bring karbonus. He was saying, I have to bring my karbonus, and we're assuming that's referring to uh, cutting the hair, which means he was a Nazir Oilam, and he would cut his hair. Now, how often would, meaning, Avshalom was a Nazar Oilam, and Avshalom would cut his hair when it got too long. So you see that Nazar Oilam was allowed to cut his hair. Now, how do I know how often would he cut his hair? Once a year. It was the end of every period of Yomim. The Pasuk says, um, He cut his hair. It was the end of, end of the year's end. Okay. Um... Fine, just go to the next page. Now, it just says it was the end of days. How do I know that means once a year? Because it says the word Yamim over here, and it says the word Yamim regarding housing of walled cities. is just like in the walled cities regarding redeeming. If you sell the house in a walled city, you have 12 months to redeem it. So too over here, that you have 12 months, so it's once a year. We'll just quote a couple other opinions and we'll stop. Rav Roy, he disagrees. He says, He would cut his hair every 30 days. It didn't grow too long. It was every uh, once a week. Because king, kings, uh, the sons of kings would generally cut their hair once a week. So once a week was considered too long for him because he was a prince and therefore he would shave once a week. Tomorrow we'll elaborate, um, elaborate more on these opinions.